2: Everyone and welcome to Come For Supper. I'm Alexandra Dudley, food writer, cook, and serial dinner party host. So I thought it'd be fun to sit down with people who share that love for food, chat about life, and learn a little bit more about how they like to serve supper. I speak to chefs, restaurateurs, artists, actors, authors, and pretty much anyone who likes to entertain. If you're new to the podcast, make sure you click subscribe. And if you enjoy it, Rate it, review it, share it and tell your friends as it makes all the difference. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy the show. My guest today is someone whose work within hospitality has been paramount in the success stories of many of our favorite chefs and restaurants. Having started her career in music, she carved a livelihood in food and lifestyle PR, which culminated in her setting up her very own agency, Gerber Communications. This year, Gerber celebrated their 10th birthday and a decade of success stories, working with the likes of Skye Ginjal, Thomasina Myers, Caravan and JKS restaurants.
1: Welcome to the studio, Tanya Lazel Payne. Hi Alex, thanks so much for having me. <laughs> Welcome. So where have you come from this afternoon? Um, just from, from the office actually which is, uh, it's quite a treat to have an afternoon or, or in fact a whole day without meetings to actually get some work done. Oh
2: nice, yeah, um, rare
1: in that industry, in your industry, I yeah, can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean that's the sort of the wonderful thing I guess about what we do is that there's never a dull moment. Um, no, definitely not. You know, it's, it's easy to complain about being sort of thrown from meeting to meeting but actually that's kind of the fun the fun Mm -hmm. of it So
2: congratulations on
1: 10 years What a
2: serious milestone So let's go back to the very beginning I know that you worked in the music industry which Mm. is like very cool So how did that happen and and where were you kind of in life at that point How did you get there?
1: So um basically when i left university i wanted to go backpacking around south america yeah and uh very uh, unique uh <laughs> and my mother was like no you're not and i was like yes i am so we had probably the biggest argument we've ever had um to date and um and then a girlfriend of mine was going to new york on an a internship program uh where you get placed at various businesses and my mother was like right that's what you're doing you're going to get a proper job so, and I actually did not want to go to New York, age 21. Can you imagine? Most yeah, gosh, 21-year-olds would, would give that. Yeah, all of their limbs to go. Um, <clears throat> so I cut, I cut a deal with her and I said, OK, I'll go for three months. But if I don't like it, I'm coming back. Um, anyway, I got placed at um, British Airways randomly um, in the finance department in Queens, which, you know, considering I'm like absolutely terrible at maths, was kind of a joke. Um and uh, and while I was in New York having the most amazing time, I mean, that was the thing, you know, within a week, of course, I was having the best yeah, time and that. didn't want to get back to London. A friend of mine um, who worked at London Records in the UK came over and we had dinner and he was like, What are you doing in New York? And I was like, um, Having a great time. <laughs> and he was like, Why don't you come and work at London Records? And I was like, uh, Okay, cool. So then I went through this process of kind of visas and green cards and he very kindly, the company very kindly sponsored me. Um, Anyway, so I started working at London Records and I stayed there for eight years. Wow, gosh, I didn't realise it was that yeah. long. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah. And it was so amazing. And because you worked with All Saints, so cool. <laughs> such of the time. I know. Well, London Records um, at, Everyone, the ta- at the time was, yeah, I mean, had the, the best, you know, the best artists, Pet Shop Boys, cool. um, you know, FFRR, which was the dance label. Um, so we worked with Pete Tong. cool. Um, cool. Paul Okenford I mean yeah it's a great so artist So what were you
2: do- what were you do- what was your role there you So I
1: started out as the A&R assistant oh that's
2: fun um, So you kind of sc- um, scouting new talent and stuff
1: Well I I was going kind of gigs. I was doing the, the admin side of it when oh, I okay. first started but yeah and then yeah and then I was going to going to the gigs and then uh, and while I was there people kept saying to me oh you should be in PR and I was just like do I really want to do I really want to talk to journalists, like nerdy journalists about you know obscure records from like the, you know a time that I've never heard of and um, And I thought, well, do you know what? Now's probably a good time to do it, you know because I know everyone here. So I went to the president of the company and I said um can I, can I go into the PR department?" And he said, well, "Go and talk to the head of publicity?" so I, I did. And she said, "Well, actually, we're looking for a junior publicist. So here you go, and she gave me a record uh, by a band called Shack are okay. from Liverpool. okay. You won't have heard of them, I'm sure, um, and uh, gave me a list of journalists, and um, and I just got on the phone and started talking to them, and I just loved it. I just wow, loved it so much. Gosh, so cold calling, Difficult. yeah, totally cold calling. Totally Although a cold lot calling. of stuff
2: that we do is actually I I, I I'll cold approach i prefer cold approaching people like walking up to people
1: but cold calling i just get so nervy about yeah but i think i think the british accent worked yes wonders. charming yeah charming really charming they just you know the the, the new yorkers loved it. anyway so that was my sort of my that my my entry point into the world of pr yeah. and i just um yeah i just i just loved it so i did that for i guess four years um and then and then basically the company got bought by Warner Brothers and um, September 11th happened. And then yeah. I basically decided that I couldn't leave New York in its hour of need. Then I got over that, mm-hmm. came back to London. And at the time, Napster had happened. Yeah. So the whole music Everything business changed. Changing. Yeah. And uh, and I thought, gosh, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do. And a friend of mine rang me up who ran a uh, an entertainment agency in London called Neil Redding. Mm-hmm. And... Um, he said, what, what are you doing at the moment? I was like, oh, I'm not really sure. And he was like, well, Look, I need your help for a couple of weeks on a project. And I was like, Look, I said, You know, we've talked about working together, you know, we're friends, we, you know, it probably won't work, best not to. He said, Look, I just need your help for two weeks. And I was like, Okay, yeah, okay, two weeks, fine. Kind of interesting to see how a PR company in London works. So I'd been in America for seven years, mm-hmm. eight years. And uh, so I started for two weeks and ended up Heading up the lifestyle division there and stayed wow. for four so, years. So was
2: that so was that all encompassing? Was it food, fashion? I mean, what does lifestyle mean these days? Everyone's a lifestyle person. But what were you what were you looking after?
1: So um, I think my first <laughs> my first client was uh, a, a private members club called Fifty on Saint James's. Okay,
2: is it still there? It's
1: not there. Okay, um, and then um, and then a nightclub called Movida. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, but but then I started working with Marco Pierre White yeah who um, that's amazing which was amazing he was at the time he had we we launched a restaurant called Luciano on St. James's um, and uh, he was an inspiration to work with Mm -hmm. I mean he was like you know he was brilliant and he was yeah I mean I learned a lot working with him Mm -hmm. I had some sort of Interesting moments where, you know, we were setting up photo shoots. And I remember we were doing the cover of ES Magazine one time. And the stylist said to me, Right, okay, what does he want to wear? You know, like I'll bring, you know, a selection of this, that. And Marco's like, No, 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 I'm not wearing anybody else's clothes. Um, so I told this to the stylist and they were like, Okay, fine. He needs to come in pressed chinos and a nice Ooh, shirt. Yeah, right, definitely not. Yeah. Uh, anyway, needless to say, he came in creased trousers and. Um, just absolutely not dressed for a cover of a magazine, and he wasn't prepared to wear anyone else's clothes. I and mean, so it's situations like that, where it's just like, you know, you just got to roll with it. Anyway, needless to say, he didn't get the cover. But
2: really, they didn't put him on the cover because not, of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he 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 was he
2: had. I mean, I feel like if that happened now, they'd love that. That would be the story. Surely, mm. that's what they would do. No, I feel that I feel people we love a bit of rebelli- rebellion at the moment, mm. especially
1: es. No, mm. I think not on the cover. Oh okay. I mean, you you got note gotta, you to self when I get a cup exactly. don't
2: you know turn up and don't turn up and crease Creased trousers. trousers.
1: <laughs> I know and shirt. You know, I mean, he, he, he at least you need to have ironed clothes. Yeah okay. Um, so anyway, were
2: you, were you into food at that time? I mean, so, when you were in New York, yeah. were you into food? Was it was it something that was always there?
1: Yeah. So I mean, I guess like from an early age, I've always loved food because my mum was a great cook and food was very much part of my life growing mm-hmm. up. Um, and uh, so I've always been. Um, Quite greedy and just love food so much, um, but it wasn't until I got to New York when um, I had a boyfriend who was really good friends with a lot of the famous chefs. So we good used to boyfriend. go to a lot of their restaurants. Yeah, exactly. And um, and that's when I kind that's when I started to get a better understanding of how restaurants actually work mm-hmm. and sort of get an understanding of what happens in the kitchens and the kind of hierarchy of the you know chefs and you know what a KP does and all that kind of stuff. And and I was fascinated by it. I was fascinated by just the business of it and the theatre of it, I think. Yeah, that's mostly. such a good word, the theatre of it, I think. You know, it yeah, was it's just... a real performance, isn't it? Every, and even now, that's what I love. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're going to a sandwich shop or you're going to the Ritz. Like, it's exciting, Yeah, you know? Um, so, yeah, so, so that's what I think what really started, um, kind of ignited my interest in the business of restaurants. And then, so anyway, so then I came back in many ways it was a natural progression for me mm-hmm. because i was a bit older i was you know 30 at that point um and you know so 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 i was a little bit too old to be hanging out in nightclubs until four in the morning well i don't know i mean I think <laughs> some 30 year olds would argue but i know i know what you mean um you know and, and and so actually yeah dining out and drinking wine with friends and stuff was kind of more my speed the at the time level. yeah exactly so um
2: how long were you at so how long were you at neil
1: Reading? 4 years.
2: Okay. And then and then so what because it's quite a big jump to then just go and set your own thing up. What do we, I mean you were clearly itching for it for a long time. So, but what was that? Well, moment? actually I wasn't.
1: This is where my my this is the moment for my husband. He he always blames me for not giving him credit for this, but okay. basically it's it's his fault. Um, he just said, you know, if you're if you're going to work this hard, you know, um, why don't you, you know, do, do, do your own thing, yeah. you know, you've been doing it. You know for a long time give it a go because and and also he's an entrepreneur mm-hmm. he's got his own business yeah. and he which has been running for 16 years now anyway i was just like no way no way no way no way and for a year he pestered me um and then i just thought well i'll give it a go and so i did oh. um and i started from my kitchen table yeah. with I mean, my laptop most,
2: most great businesses
1: start there well i mean where else do they start yeah, right no, no. i mean coffee <laughs> shops
2: starbucks starbucks can probably well have yeah there was a
1: few of those moments you too know, but i mean you we know didn't have trendy coffee shops back then no exactly it's true actually yeah. Um, but yeah I think very few businesses start with like a, a, an actual office yeah that's so true <laughs> um, so yeah and and it was just me and my laptop and the kitchen table and um, and I just really didn't quite know I mean I you know I was saying the other night I, I didn't imagine that I would still be here 10 years in with you know an amazing team and working yeah, how with how big really is good-
2: the team now?
1: so it's 15 of us great nice um, and we've also we've got a um, a design team as well and mm-hmm um so yeah and a cool office and we've got quick lunch. so yeah it's really i mean it's exciting um so that's kind of how that's how i i got into it so let's let's take it a little bit to the dinner table okay do you like to entertain i do you do um i am i, I love cook i love cooking for i love cooking full stop mm-hmm. um I mean, I, 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 you know, that's kind of what I choose to do in my spare time. I particularly love cooking for the family. Um, when it comes to entertaining, I keep it super, super simple. Yeah. Um, just because one thing I'm not good at is the timing of it. Um, I probably need to get it's your all book. In prep, it's all in the prep, actually. all in I know, I know. I need to get your book. So, 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 so generally what we do is kind of have a formula. So my, my husband does the meat or you know yeah, yeah cool. usually like you know on it's the, good on to
2: have roles in these situations yeah, i think
1: yeah avoid all the um, um arguments yeah exactly um and he'll do something on the big green egg or something and then i'll do the the salads and the sides and everything else nice. um
2: cocktails pudding like are you into that kind of thing
1: so uh no we don't do cocktails at home okay no but we too that, many
2: of those for at work i can imagine
1: <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know actually I think we're probably just a bit too, we just haven't got round to it actually um, we're not massive cocktail drinkers you know at home but yeah unless it, unless it's a champagne cocktail champagne, yeah, champagne cocktails yeah champagne that's nice yeah um, so um, and, and and I'm not really a pudding person although I was I I, 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 um, I invited Sky Ginjal round for Sunday lunch mm-hmm. once um, and uh, and it was one of those things you know as you you, you sort of you ask you know in the moment and I and I love Skye and we've worked mm-hmm. together for a very very long time and she's become a good friend and it's a couple of years ago and I was like why don't you come around for Sunday lunch anyway and then I, I said to my husband you know Skye's coming in for, for Sunday lunch she was like are you insane what, I mean what on earth are you going to cook and I was like yeah um I hadn't quite thought about that <laughs> and then I got into a complete panic about the whole thing and then of course I thought well you know best thing to do is to keep it simple mm-hmm. um and uh so um, so we did the kind of you know the sort of did did I don't know I think a lamb and and um, some salads and one of the, I thought okay one of the salads I'm definitely going to do it's I know, I've done a million times no inside out is the, the peppers Piedmontese. nice delicious yeah anyway did it it came out beautifully anyway as Sky walked in I I thought oh my God this is actually her recipe. But oh, because it's so funny, because it's she's it's in You've just one of doing
2: her- it for so. But then I guess it's so many people's recipes. It's I also know, just a classic recipe. I know, but still. and she's inevitably going to have a recipe for for everything. You know, she'll have her own version of everything. Right? So This is just your version. Mm. Was it good?
1: Did she? Did it was she good. Enjoy- she, of course, she. I mean, she's you know, she's just uh, such a delight. She was you know, she was she's so yeah. you know so sweet. She was. She said, of course, it tasted delicious, which I'm sure it didn't taste nearly as delicious as hers, but she ate it. So.
2: <laughs> and what about um, kitchen? Catastrophes.
1: I guess that's probably, that's, you know, sort of. That's the one. Yeah, that's, 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 uh, that's the one. There was another funny incident where um, a very well known food writer asked me to bake a cake for an occasion Mm -hmm. um, and she needed some help. I will not see who it is, but anyway. um, And so, you know, when you're asked for, you know, to to, to give help, you want to help. So I said, yeah, yeah, let me know what you need. She said, well, are you any good at baking? And actually, I've only recently got into baking because of my daughter it's not mm-hmm. something that you know I much prefer to do all the other bits um, and uh, I said well actually I'm not the greatest she said no 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 well, don't worry and I said no no no. I'll, no t- let me know I'll what you it. need yeah, let okay. me know what you need and she's like well um, I, I, I'd love you to make a Victoria sponge cake
2: okay simple enough
1: never made one before obviously I didn't say that and she was like the thing is though and I said yeah yeah no problem she said but you have to make it you can't buy it and I was like yeah yeah no problem no problem (laughs) yep done consider it done anyway I had to rope a couple of the girls from the office in to come around to my flat to help me make it because I was just like you know and especially for this person it has to to be be perfect Um, so yeah anyway it turned out great
2: okay good Mary Berry has a great Victoria sponge recipe
1: trust me I know how to make a Victoria sponge (laughs) now
2: (laughs) Now, I'm a big believer that the best things in life, best recipes, best people, even like best jumpers, are all things that come with a story. And I know the storytelling has been a big part of the success of Gerber. And it made me think of this quote that J.K. Rowling said, particularly in reference to what seems like this kind of ever turning carousel of restaurant openings and closings which is that there's always room for a story that can transport people to another place. And when I was trying to find this exact wording, because I don't know off the top of my head, I found this other quote, who shamefully I forgot to write his name down, but he's a professor, so we can definitely trust him. And he said, storytelling is the most powerful way to put ideas out into the world. Which leads me on to my next question, which is why is a good story so important when you're you know, PR-ing
1: anything? Mm. Um, I think that... Um, humans have responded to storytelling since the beginning of time that's you know we know that as a fact um, and when it comes to selling something which is essentially what PR mm-hmm. is you you have to think about what is going to how you're going to connect with you know Joe Bloggs on the streets yeah. um, and you know yes of course there's a place for just you know news bites on this you know this restaurant's opening whatever but essentially if you're going to deliver a campaign that's got any kind of longevity you've got to engage your audience and the best way to do that is by telling a a story that's interesting and what makes a good story it's something it's a story that is authentic and i know people you know use that word very loosely but that's coming, you know, first of all, you know, if it, it, it's always good if you can get the right person to tell the story mm. and that right person can be anyone. So in in the world of restaurants and what we do, it doesn't have to be the celebrity chef because, I mean, that's not even a thing anymore. It doesn't have to be the chef. It can be, you know, it can be the sommelier. It can be, mm. it could be the owner of the restaurant. It might be the chef. It could, you know, it might be the maitre d's, whoever is, has the passion and the knowledge um, to tell that story, because I think now more and more people want to learn more from their from their dining experiences yeah. as well. And I think pr- provenance and everything, and that because that's all storytelling. As exactly, well. people really care about that. Exactly, and you know I think people love to go to their friends' houses on a, you know on a Friday night to a dinner party and. and tell them about this new ingredient that they mm. tried at you know this hot new Middle Eastern yeah. vegetarian restaurant on Commercial Road <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly uh, I'm not going to use this to plug my restaurants but no but you know like they want they want to they, you know people are excited yeah, by that by learning about new ingredients and new styles of cuisine and, um, and that's the other thing about food is that food just food tells such great stories mm. whether it, you know it's so interlinked with travel yeah Um, So you can learn about, you know, geography, countries, you know, through and history as well. Yeah, definitely history. I I think it's a language as well,
2: isn't it, food? It's this kind of universal language. And actually, you're right, it is is storytelling, especially when there are recipes that come down from, you know, family members or different areas or kind of um, um, like, you know, I'm thinking about Ben Tish and the kind of food that he's doing, the Morris kind of influence food. Yeah. And there's so much, there's so much history and kind of culture ingrained in everything in in there. And I think you remember, you remember the good, things with a good story are things that you remember as well. Totally. So, what about your stories then? What have been your kind of best eating experiences or dinner parties or
0: restaurants,
1: Um, anything? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I have to, my, my favourite dining experience in London, I think, is probably Kitchen Table. Have you been? No, I haven't. Really? I need to
2: go. No, I really go. haven't. Okay.
1: So it's uh, James Knappett and Sandia yeah, Chang's okay. restaurant um, behind Bubble Dogs. Mm-hmm. So you go through a velvet curtain and it's, it's a horseshoe bar um, that seats 19 people um, and... There's James Nappet and his team cooking right in front of you. But wow. what's really great about it, and this is what I love, it's just really taps into, um, I guess, how I want to eat and how a lot of people want to eat these days, having sort of multiple taste sensations. So you come in and you don't get a menu. You, there's a chalkboard on the on on the wall, and it has um, a, literally a, a list of ingredients. So it might say oyster, pork, um, chicken. And and that's it. But that's just an indication of what the ordering w- of the food w- you're getting, what's mm-hmm. going to be in that dish. So I think it's like between sort like ten and twelve courses. Which, so great. I mean, you know, I, I, I often I sort of shy away from tasting menus these days. But um, so yeah, so you don't really know quite what you're getting. But so that's kind of part of the excitement. But the the, the food is better than you know most. What's the For it's expensive.
2: Okay. But it's how ex- expensive? Because um, actually some tasting menus, you know, some are kind of £100 and some are like £500. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think, you know, if you're doing, including the wine and everything, you're probably, you could probably, I don't know, it's about £200 a head. The wine wa- ramps it up. Yeah, though, exactly. Well. But then
2: it's sad, you know, it's sad. Going I, know, you. You I wanna, know,
1: I know, I you know. And Sandia's so great. So she's, you know, so you don't want to miss out on you the don't wine. Miss without it, without yeah. the wine, it's probably like one hundred and twenty. pounds something okay so you
2: could maybe you can maybe do it or save it for birthday okay it's it's definitely but that's the thing it's like what's
1: the ultimate dining experience you know it's like i mean actually you know you don't go there every week i mean yeah um it's like christmas yeah christmas every every year yeah every every year every day Yeah. (laughs) yeah so yeah so that's the ultimate that's the kind of you know i think that as far as kind of dining experiences in london go that's pretty uh it's up there
2: spectacular yeah
1: yeah i mean um and i think um i mean there's f- personally um you know there's the the i, I mean I love just a, you know a great Italian mm-hmm. you know um just going like places like Padella. Simple. So good, simple so good. but delicious.
2: And then on the other side of the spectrum, you've got the Gloria and yeah, well, you know the, the kind of extravaganza brilliance, which I feel like London was crying out for that kind of My restaurant. I it know. was so the opposite of kind of stripped back and minimal. And totally, it was it's so extra. Totally, it's, and and the food is fine. It's consistent. It's yeah. fine, but it's the whole experience I think that makes it really exciting. Someone the other day said to me that they've they they've they've been on loads of dates recently and yeah. every time they go yeah they go on a date they they go there because yeah. it's just there's so much going on yeah. that you just you you're kind of forced to be part of the experience yeah. because it kind of swallows you yeah and everything from the kind of like ridiculously huge ice creams and that yeah. lemon rang pie and yeah. it's just like brilliant and yeah. kind of yeah gigantic but um, no you're right
1: I think that was um they I think the timing was perfect for them because yeah. you know I think just everyone in, in, in London was ready for some fun. Yeah. And as you say, it, it, it you know, if you compare Gloria to all the other Italian restaurants in London that we love... It couldn't have been more different, but that was the selling point. Yeah, right? and it
2: works. It, it also yeah. it works. It's so, because it is. It's good, and the the ingredients are so good. So, yeah, that you know,
1: the, the burrata
2: is good because yeah. it's so good. Yeah, you know yeah. you'd have to. I mean, they put pesto in it and stuff, which is great. The pesto heart. Oh, that in. Chocolo. Yeah. In Chocolo. Yeah, in Chocolo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 That, but I mean, you know, you, they are the ingredients are good, and I think that speaks for itself as well.
1: Yeah, but I think also. Um, one of the th- one of the reasons for their success is the fact that they it's fun, and I think that mm. people more and more are looking for more from their dining experience. Mm. It's not Than just food. about about the food. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm not saying that all every single restaurant needs to have you know sort of drag queens jumping out of birthday cakes because that's <laughs> obviously not right for everyone. <laughs> but um, you know, what, whatever you can do to just add a little bit of sparkle. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, is is going to, you're, you're, you you're know, you're going to be winning if you can do that, I think.
2: So what are your top three restaurants in London at the moment? Because you are, you know, oh the gosh. expert.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: You can say some of yours as well. You're <laughs> allowed to. Because we were talking about bubbler earlier, which, how do you say it? Bubbler. Bubbler. Bubbler, which... It's d- just great. You can say it anyway. I think you can be like, bubbler. It sounds great. But it's fantastic. It's kind of Middle East. And it's,
1: also, it's do you know purely what it means? vegetarian.
2: Bubbler. Doesn't do you know it what-
1: mean, like... Comfort. It's some. It, it's a it's a Yiddish term of endearment. It's what a, a lot of grandparents, Jewish grandparents, call their grandchildren. Oh, so kind of like, like darling.
2: Oh, yeah. I think I did read yeah. that because yeah. I was writing about it. Um, Which no, makes me fantastic. love it even more. It's I mean, so yeah,
1: good. Is just vibrant, colorful. So great, It's so great, and it's um, it happens to be vegetarian. Accidentally vegetarian. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and a
2: lot of it you can you can veganify it for yeah. the part. It's just great. It's a great place to take. Yeah. Everyone. although it is sharing plates and I said to someone I was like okay. it's definitely sharing plates you don't want to share but you do because yeah. they are but they're so good it's yeah, yeah. so good it's Moorish
1: yeah 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 okay, best so in London that yeah. definitely
2: has to be up there and aubergine and halloumi I mean yeah, just everything they just go on yeah Um, where else
1: where else Um, I think that um, gosh I mean, Gymkhana, which is currently closed at the moment because, unfortunately, they have fire, fire yeah. um, is definitely one of my all-time favourites in London. It's... Have you been? I've been once. Yeah. It's... I mean, yeah, if you want... Again, gym very food, that's, special. That's where you yeah. go. Yeah. And uh, it's the kind of... I, I always think, you know, if you go and have a dining experience and then you find yourself thinking about it over and ag- over again... Exactly. Then. Um, that's... Uh, yeah, that's a good sign. Um, and then... Um, you know you, uh, you just always do go back to the classics you know I was at I mean I know St John have also recently celebrated their 25th anniversary but I, you know I was there it's incredible that isn't it I just you know I popped in for lunch and it's just like yeah so good it's it yeah. just never fails to disappoint no, you know so good. bone marrow like salad bone marrow and salad unapologetic cooking I think yeah. there, but yeah.
2: brilliant <laughs> So we're coming to the end and I always like to ask these kind of last questions. What three
1: ingredients do you always like to have in the kitchen? Yeah, okay. So, um, I mean, for me, absolutely number one is chicken stock. Okay. I'm a bit Ma- of a,
2: Like homemade chicken yeah, 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 stock? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. I'm, a, I'm,
1: a, I'm a bit of a nut um, when it comes to chicken stock. Like so much so that I've been Known, I mean, on many occasions to go to people's house for, you know, a Sunday roast, and then I see them about to throw the carcass and in the bin. And I'm literally, yeah, I love I mean, that. Yeah, why not? You know, well, how can you do that? It's like <laughs> that's good. It's um, also
2: very zero waste. Great. great. Well, you, you, know. you
1: just can't beat homemade. No, you really can't. Chicken stock, um, which you just use for so many things. You know, just I mean, I have like my entire half of my freezer is filled with chicken stock. That's so great. Um, so yeah, and and I'm always. Just, you know, trying to perfect my my technique. In fact, it was Sky Sky's recipe recently I, that turned me on to browning the browning the bones before. Oh wow! So yeah. it's got
2: kind of a, what, a kind of just nuttier, a, li- just, a just,
1: just like like bit more caramelized and slightly mm. sweeter. Yeah, richer Yum. flavor. Anyway, um, so chicken stock always um, chilies. Um, mm-hmm. But, and that's the other thing, I guess through working with Thomasina Myers actually really opened my eyes up to the world of chilies. There's so many. She's a chili, she's like a chili dictionary as well. She could reel off a whole load of chilies. Uh, totally. Yeah. Totally. I mean, I learned so much um, just about, I mean, all the different uh, flavors that each of the chilies bring and also the huge difference between f- using fresh and, and dried. And yeah. dried. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just a whole different thing. And um, and I think, uh, well, I guess, you know, the the Brits have a kind of love of heat, don't yeah. they, actually? I mean, I think, you know, curry, with the Indian, curries, Asian yeah. and everything. So, but I, I still think that a lot of people don't really um, know the, you know, the the full sort of... Understand the full value that chilies can bring to a mm-hmm. meal because I think people still think well it's just about heat, it's but just, actually yeah. it's about depth of flavour, um, and that's what the dried chilies I think can really do, mm-hmm. really add to to um, to a meal.
2: She showed me that tip as well where you kind of dry fry the dry chilies yeah. just in a hot pan yeah. before you use them. Which yes. now whenever I, in fact whenever I use chilies or make a salsa, I sort of channel my inner Thomasina Myers, uh. and dry <laughs> dry dry pan fry them. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah chilies. You, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah yeah. Also you've kind of achieved because you could have like twenty different kinds of chilies in that in that in yeah. that chilies.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. Um and then and then the third is I know it's, you know, everybody's probably said the same thing, but olive oil. Good olive oil. Yeah. Just and, you know, I think the thing about with olive oil is there are so many amazing ones out there. Mm. And that so that's what I try to just, you know, I don't have like one that I stick to, although I have been just using this Spanish. Yeah, yeah. Like there's this great place in Neil's Yard, um, a Sicilian place. Um, can't remember what it's called now Restaurant. Casanova no it's like it sells Sicilian Shop. Okay. yeah produce all sorts of delicious things and they have a whole selection of olive oils and you can go and just like taste them all with a teaspoon mm, and then so fun yeah um, but yeah a good olive oil can really make or break a you know, a dish salad yeah
2: good ingredients. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you about women and food because I think it's a great it's a great time for women and food mm, and mm. it's a great time for women being real really kind of the, like leaders and at the forefront and yeah, I guess kind of at the front front page. Front pages is, is kind of the way to say it. And you're clearly a great great leader yourself, so I wanted to ask which women inspire you. Wow. And they don't have to be just
1: in food. Actually, they can be anywhere. They can be anyone. Um I mean, I have to say, working with um, some, you know, my female clients like Tommy Myers, um, who I actually met when we were both pregnant at the same time. And oh, so wow. we you know, and she's gone on to have two more children since. And I'm just like, I don't even know how she's done that, plus, write, uh, you know, however many books she's done mm-hmm. and open several restaurants she's an inspiration you know when I think that I've got too much on my plate I think of her and then I feel better (laughs) Um, and she just you know she does it all with just you know grace just grace and a massive smile on her face Um, and same with Laura Harper Hinton from Caravan she's one of the one of the founders Um, similar she's so talented she's 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 behind the design of all the Caravan Mm -hmm. restaurants um, and she's obsessive in in a brilliant way so she'll always have a tape measure in her bag and whenever yeah and so whenever whether they're about to open a restaurant or not she'll she'll be measuring the height of you know seats uh, tables and chairs and you know what's the ultimate height for for a you know sofa if you're going to have one or bonquette seating and Mm -hmm. and like in in the caravan in king's cross they um they upholstered all of the uh the banquet seating with um, disused um, army blankets.
2: Oh, nice! I did not like, know that. It's how so clever cool. is that? Yeah, but
1: that's Laura. It's she's so just... cool that caravan, isn't it? It's
2: just <coughs> yeah. kind of like I think it's definitely approaching on its kind of iconic status up there because you know that whole area has changed so much. But yeah, caravan, that it's been there for a while. Yeah. I remember the first time I went there. Actually, I've, it was so amazing. I had such an amazing meal. I still remember it.
1: To the Exmouth Market one. No, to the to the to the Kings, King's Cross, Cross one. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Anyway, so she's. You know uh I guess working so closely with the likes of tommy and and Laura and Skye, mm-hmm. you know you see how much they achieve from nothing you know i mean you know just seeing like a restaurant from a shell yeah. turn into something really just spectacular to me is inspiring and whilst they're juggling family life and all the rest of it and they always look fabulous as yeah. well, it's like- well you
2: look fabulous as well i have to say you look fabulous you're as very well. kind <laughs> and if you could have last question if you could have anyone in the world your ultimate dinner party they can be alive dead they can be fictional who would you have and
1: why okay so um from the foodie world i think it has to be alice waters cool she's i mean what she's done for food is just you know incomparable um pioneering seasonality, farm-to-table cooking. You know, farm-to-table is, 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 has informed how we
2: eat And, eat and how we should out. eat.
1: Should eat and how restaurants... try. You know, um, and I think there are so many chefs um, globally who have either worked with her or not, who are inspired by, by her, who reference her all the time. Um, and I think what she's done with Edible Schoolyard is incredible i mean i have a child so you know this sort of stuff means more when you have a kid but um, the fact that she is doing that is is amazing and i think it's something that should it should be part of the curriculum globally mm-hmm. uh, you know the more you can bring children close to food and get them to understand how it's grown and how it's, it's farmed yeah. and actually if they understand that those it'll solve a whole lot of problems yeah. you know oh, um, i think
2: we're already seeing that though with the younger generation i mean they're being forced to kind of take be aware, I guess. Take rather than take note, but people—they're so much more aware. Everyone's
1: so much more aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I—I I, I mean, with my daughter's school when she started. I was absolutely horrified to see that there was still like, you know, sticky toffee pudding and chocolate cake for pudding every single day. I mm. mean, don't get me wrong, my daughter gets treats and <laughs> yeah. like she's never allowed to have sugar, but like a massive pudding after, you know, after lunch every day. So I kicked up a huge fuss and then they changed the menu. Oh wow. So now they have a they have treat pudding on Friday and every other day of the week it's fruit or something, you know, healthy. Okay. So I'm quite proud of that. Well done. Um, but yeah, I just think, you know and and I you know, Jamie Oliver is brilliant for that mm-hmm. too. Anyway, so she is um she's amazing in my eyes um second would be um, mick jagger cool. who i think you know i think what the rolling stones did for music um was groundbreaking you know and um they broke the mold and i'm always fascinated by People innovators yeah and i think he's obviously really smart and still incredible I think, what a dude yeah i, know. I mean and so just cool. would be so fun and charming to yeah. have and then, um, thirdly, I think I'd have Joanna Lumley. Cool, she'd be hilarious. <laughs> Gosh, it'd be such a great dinner. So fun. I mean, I think I, you know, I slightly fell in love with her when she did Absolutely Fabulous, and yeah. she's just still so fun and. Um um, and, and, and just always makes me laugh and I, if I can be half as fabulous as her when I'm in my that's 70s, what that's I always think of <laughs> yeah exactly
2: I want to grow I wanna, like her meets Stevie Nicks is kind of what I want to channel yeah, yeah, when, yeah. I'm, yeah, when yeah. I'm older semi-ethereal totally um, brilliant well thank you so much for that that was
1: fantastic thank you thank you so much for having me
2: I hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you liked it rate it review it talk about it share it and invite your friends around for supper this has been a Studio 71 production. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week.
0: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers.